On the farm today, we want to focus in on a kosha project. Joining me right now to talk about this is Shannon Chant, a crops extension specialist with the Ministry of Agriculture. And Shannon, to begin with, let's just set the stage and and talk about kosha and the problem that we've seen with it in the province. Yeah, and it's uh, kind of unfortunate. Kosha has, has been spreading um, to, to kind of newer areas, but it also has been developing herbicide resistance. Um, right now, you kind of can assume that you're, if you have kosha, it's group two resistant. I think the last survey they found maybe one or two populations that wasn't resistant. Um, and they're also finding some uh, glyphosate-resistant kosha and then also some kosher that is resistant to group fours. So definitely becoming a bit of more of an issue and harder to control with herbicides. So when we're talking about the kosher project itself, talk to us a little bit about the project, where it was, what you were looking at, how it was done. The kosher project was at Swift Current, and that was Wheatland Conservation Area that did that, and up at Scott by the Western Applied Research Corporation. So we looked at three kind of different practices, and we studied them independently just to make sure there wasn't a whole lot of variables going on. Um, So we looked at seed bank reduction um, by weed wiping uh, with glyphosate or weed clipping or seed destructor. Uh, We also looked at herbicide layering. So that's kind of using different herbicides at different timing, all to target one weed, and then including winter cereals in crop rotation with pulses. So let's go through each of the, the three areas you looked at, and starting with, as you mentioned, the the clipping or, or the wiping with glyphosate. Interestingly enough, it seems like when you want to study weeds, they don't want to cooperate. So there was one year we actually had some trouble getting a plant population, even though the the research sites went to where there had been a previous one, just because of, I'm sure everyone knows the dry conditions in the last few years. Um, but what they did is they started clipping and they, uh, and this was in lentils. So they had it, so they had a forage harvester that was above the lentil crop. Uh, and they started that after kosher was about eight inches taller than the lentils. Um, that was also the same time when it was there was wiping. And for the clipping, they also repeated that 15 days later. And then another treatment was 15 days later and then 30 days later. Um, and these practices did reduce kosher plant populations in the season of use. And it did reduce the number uh, or the amount of kosher seed that went back to the seed bank. It did not increase lentil yield, and these were smaller plots, so that has more of an impact. Kind of, it controlled the kosha, but it also got some of the lentils as well. And then also there was some some wheel tracks as well, um, just from that. So that may be what had what was happening to lower the yields. Um, and for the seed destructor, we just used the research that was out there uh, for kosha. It's another weeds. It's over ninety five percent destruction. So that's a significant impact as well. Now, with respect to follow-up herbicides, herbicide layering, what did you find? When herbicide was used in the fall, it was a soil residual product, and that was with a preceding glyphosate and an in-crop group 2. And this was also in lentils. They found that a fall applied group 14 product by itself or a combination of a group 14 and 15 followed by the glyphosate in the spring and in crop provided the highest lentil yields and the best control of kosher plants. 
and with respect to crop rotation? Crop rotation, um, we wanted to see what would happen when you had a winter cereal in there. Um, and we used winter wheat and fall rye and compared it to a spring wheat. Um, compared to the spring wheat, uh, neither one actually reduced crop kosher populations um, and this may require a bit more looking into because we did canola and then the second year was either spring wheat or fall rye or winter wheat and then the third year was lentils or peas so it's really only gone through one rotation so this might be something to look at again. Key comments you would like to leave with people today? We know kosher has been a challenging weed and hopefully some of this research will help um, give some control measures. There's also some great research being done at Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada. So, and if you have any questions about weed control of kosher or for any other crops, you can talk to your local Saskatchewan Agriculture office or the Acknowledge Centre, which is 1-866-457-2377. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler.